it's Brandi Taylor. Welcome to the Business Beauty Network Podcast, where business meets beauty. It's not just lipstick, it's business. We will share thought-provoking conversations with business and beauty professionals. Our goal is to empower, motivate, and inspire you to take your business to the next level. Hey everyone, it's Brandy. I hope you're enjoying this podcast as much as I absolutely enjoy bringing this awesome content to you. Look, beauty professionals, this show is for you. And I want to make sure we can continue to bring our awesome guests and awesome information to help empower the beauty community all over the world. You can help by doing your part in making a small donation. You can check our link in the show notes and donate right on Anchor, or we'll have another link available for you to do so. Thank you so much for supporting. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and you're sharing it as well. As always, stay great. Hey, welcome to the podcast. I am super excited to share today's episode with you. I had the pleasure in interviewing Derica and Erica Trailer of Transformations Beauty Studio. This dynamic duo is doing some awesome things within the beauty industry, and I think this is a very insightful interview. I love that they use their skills and brought them together to this awesome salon and beauty business that they are building. Erica is more of the marketing and sales and data-driven side, and Derica is the hairstylist. And they came together, and now they have this awesome salon and hair extension line. They are very uh, knowledgeable about entrepreneurship, and they really share some of the things that they went through in order to get to where they are now and building their successful beauty brand. And I think you're really going to gain a lot of insight from these ladies. Here's a little bit of their bio. Transformations Beauty Studio started in 2016 by two sisters, Derica and Erica Trailer. A TBS was formed after both sisters dealt with an emotional trauma. Feeling low and disconnected with the world during this time, they sought to create something that enabled them to feel complete again, while bringing happiness to everyone they soon encountered. The name Transformation Beauty Studio was a no-brainer. They wanted something to represent their change that they would be bringing to their clients. Both Erica and Derica believe that women struggle every day with their appearance and insecurities. When clients come to Transformation Beauty Studio, not only do they receive a stylist and quality hair, but they receive a sisterhood, a life coach, and someone to confide in. Operating on those values, Transformation's Beauty Studio has grown to be one of the top salons in Atlanta, Georgia. Customers are guaranteed a genuine experience, deep concern about their hair goals, and leaving happy knowing TBS has their back. I think you're going to enjoy this one, and here it goes. Hey, welcome to the podcast. It's your host, Brandi Taylor. We have two awesome guests today. We have Erica Trailer and Derica Trailer. Welcome, ladies. Hey, Thank you for thanks having for us. having us. <laughs> thanks for being on. I'm super, super excited to have you. So I like to start off with something fun. So tell us something, and I'll go in whichever order you want to go in, but tell us something about yourself that most people would not know. So, uh, I'll go first. Um, so I'm Erica. I would say most people don't know that I really love like sci-fi movies. So that's something different that people probably wouldn't know about me. That's interesting. That's interesting. Do you have any particular favorites that you like? No, I just like them all. Like it doesn't matter what type. It's just, Mm -hmm. I just like it. (laughs) I'm weird. 
Mm-hmm. No problem, no problem. Girl. <laughs> right what about you, you Derek? Um, I just I I I love to read, like read books and stuff, like, and that's like the total opposite of hairstyles. Like we're more um hands-on visual type of people. Like maybe people probably would think I'm like more of a movie head, even though I love to watch movies, but reading is like my number one thing. That's like my favorite thing to do. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. Thanks for sharing that. So those are some great fun facts. So tell us a little bit about your background. Like, how did you get into business and how did you go in business together? Is this something that you always wanted to do or something that just ended up happening over time? Um, yes, we most definitely always wanted to uh, own a yeah. hair salon because we kind of like grew up around it. My granddad owned a, ha- uh, owned a hair salon and my mom used to be a hairstylist. So it just came natural. Um, and yeah, we knew we was going to do it together. Right, sis? Or what? Yeah, what you think? <laughs> I agree. We definitely knew we would do it together. Um, of course, in the very beginning, when we first like graduated high school, went into college and that type of thing. We didn't know like, hey, we're going to end up owning a hair salon um, as our career of of choice. Um, We kind of pushed ourselves back into that direction when we fell on hard times. Um, We wanted to make sure we financially secure ourselves. And we wanted to make sure um, we were put in a place where we can't have more control over things. Um, financially. So we decided to like put our heads together and um, we revisited opening a salon. We figured like, hey, we always talk about it. How about we just go ahead and get started with it now um, and just follow our dreams instead of being afraid and just sticking to only doing a nine to five because we're afraid of not having um, that consistent paycheck. So mm-hmm. this was more of those one of those situations where we were kind of forced, like, this is faith. Like you have to go ahead and follow your dreams, follow your goals. Um, So that's how we just really jumped into it. Okay. So what was the whole process like? So many people want to start their own salon, you know, kind of go through the process. Okay. You guys decided you're going to open a salon, you know, what do you do first, second, third? Like, what was this process like? Um, the first thing was the name. What are we going to call this? <laughs> and then it was like, where are we going to put it? But it had to be somewhere that we could afford. So yeah. that was like, a um, that was number two. And then just like making sure we also get all the paperwork in order, register with the state and state board situation. It was just like, you know. You had to get your business license, license judge your secretary of articles, text yep. ID number, depending on where you want to put it. You have to go through that particular city. Yep. Um, it's just, it's a lot of things that you have to do in the background as far as paperwork that we kind of learned as we went mm-hmm. along with the process. Um, yep. Different cities require you to do different things. One city required us to sit in front of a board and explain our business Um, We had to get voted in by different Mm -hmm. businesses within a community. Another city doesn't care about that as long as you register your business properly and 
everything is okay with your application, then you you are able to just operate. So yeah. um, you definitely have to do research based on what city you want to go to um, and also state um, so that you are in compliance with whatever their laws are. Okay. Was any of this hard for you or discouraging in the process of, you know, getting started? Yes, absolutely. Because we was really, really low on funds. Um, it was like, you know, a few moments where uh, maybe I would be like, oh, I don't know how we're going to do this. And my sister would be like, oh, we got this or vice versa. She might yeah. feel like, oh, we can't do this without this item and this item costs this. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, we're going to do it. We're going to make it work. Like it most definitely, we most definitely had our time, but we just had to keep faith and keep going, keep pushing and just find our, um, alternatives on like some things like, yeah. Maybe we can't afford to pay somebody to paint. We got to paint ourselves and just learn, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, I think that those are yeah. some things that a lot of entrepreneurs go to grow through. A lot of times we start off doing everything ourselves, right? Yeah. Yes. That's how you start. You you like, yeah. you, you do everything. Absolutely. And then eventually as you grow, you can start to hire in people to, to do certain things. So I mm-hmm. think that's common when um, people are starting businesses. And I, I'm glad you ladies shared that because oftentimes people think like, oh, I'm going to go to beauty school, get my license and open a salon. And mm-hmm. it, it's not easy always. It's how long not you guys, easy. Mm-hmm, how long had you guys been doing hair before you decided to branch out? Um, I, I was doing hair. Mm-hmm. I started doing hair in high school, but professionally I had been doing hair for about I was licensed for about six years maybe seven years um but I also took a break like a year break um from doing hair and then I started back but it was just like a forced situation with the the year break because we had like a situation happen and that kind of forced us to open the salon and so on and so forth but yeah about six years I was licensed before you started doing the business Yeah, before the business, yeah. And for me, it took after we opened the business for me to really get into um, the hair salon um, because she always practiced hair and I was more so um, working for corporations and doing other things. So I had to juggle nine to five working in a salon and just going back and forth until I got to that comfortable, happy place. Um, my biggest role is, of course, like the logistics, marketing, um, getting the right people involved, uh, mm-hmm. paperwork, make sure we up to date with things. So that's more of what my role is um, as it pertains to the business. Mm-hmm. So, Erica, are you the one with the sales and marketing background then, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Because I was going to actually ask you, like, how has your sales and marketing um, helped in your business currently? Oh, it helped a lot. Um, I was able to, based off my experience with sales, I worked for a few different companies and they all provided great strategies that I definitely bring to the beauty industry, to our um, salon. And the number one thing is to always remember that you're trying to make the customer or the client happy. And I just take those strategies and um, make it blend in with the salon atmosphere. And it always works for us. 
Um, my biggest thing is to always listen to what the client is asking for and then deliver um, as best as you can so that they're happy. So no matter what type of position you're in or what type of business you're in, if you are client focused and that's the way that you make your money, I would say to anybody, no matter if you're doing makeup, hair, selling products, shampoo, conditioner, whatever it is, you have to make sure that you're making your clients happy. Listen to them, get feedback. And um, for us, I had to sit down and just analyze our business. Like, what do our clients like to see when they visit our webpage, when they visit our Instagram? And they, I figured out like the secret sauce. So we just started applying it to our business and um, it's been working for us. Mm-hmm. Great, great. And that, and I think that is very vital is just really understanding like what your customers are responding to. And what are they liking the most and really looking Mm -hmm. at the analytics? I think oftentimes people are just posting willy nilly, but they're really not clear on what their target audience is looking for. And so Mm -hmm. when you get an understanding of that, you can really figure out what the secret sauce is for sure. So since you said that, Erica, what are some things that you can do to really, you know, figure that out? Like what's going to work for your business? Because you guys have kind of niched down. I know you're doing... um, you know, hair extensions. So you specialize in the wigs and the hair extensions yeah. and mm-hmm. you really niche down in that. And I know you do a couple other things that we're going to tap into as well, but how did mm-hmm. you really go about figuring that out? And what advice would you give somebody who's, you know, looking to figure that out for their beauty business as well? I would say you have to start from the front line. As soon yep. as that client walk in the door, um, you know, have a conversation with them, build rapport, ask them, how did they find your business? Ask them what um, made them want to choose you out of all the other salons that they probably found um, on Google or through Instagram. What stood out the most to them? Um, They'll tell you like, hey, I really was searching for someone that can really lay a lace front of wig down and you were the best. And you may hear that from three to four more clients that you have to walk in your door. And you're like, "Okay, this is what they really want to see. So you start posting more frontals. And you start, yep. or this person may say, hey, my friend told me that um, I asked her where she got her hair stitches from because they are so nice and and they look good and they were long and they were silky and they were the perfect color that I wanted. And she told me about you. And then she wears the hair and then other people come based off that referral. Then you know that, hey, I got a good supply of hair. Mm-hmm. Let me brand that more. Let me talk about this more. It's just basically listening again to your clients yeah they will tell you exactly what it is that brought them in the door from the very first beginning and you just have to run with that and make sure you keep um pushing it out so that people can come to you great great thanks for sharing that erica because you surveyed your clients basically you really you asked them like the right questions okay how did you find us why did you come here you know and really surveying the clients now I find, and I think it was a time where I used to be scared to get reviews or scared to ask for surveys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you don't want to get the bad information. You don't want anybody to say anything bad about you. So for the longest time, I would be a little bit iffy about that, but I realized I had to do it. So um, is that, did you guys ever run into that at all? Was it like something that you were scared about doing at first or, you know, just maybe mm-hmm. not all the, not all the time wanting to get any bad feedback at all? Um, no, I don't think I, we were afraid at all. Yeah, uh-uh. I think it's good to get 
um, the good and the bad because you need to know what you're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. So as much as you be like, oof, that was tough to read, but you gotta you gotta know because that's the only way you're gonna make it better. Especially when you have a team working under you, um, your clients will tell you exactly what it is that they do. Maybe when you're not around, or yep. they can tell you on tell you about a technique that that person may need to work on, and you can go in and you can kind of coach them through it and help mm-hmm. them. Or it can be some information about yourself that you weren't aware of. Like it could be it's the smallest thing is like. It could be, oh, my, your wind, your door to your uh, salon wasn't clean. It had fingerprints all over. And you probably just never really paid attention to that. And yep. you started really digging in. Like, what does my, the outside of my salon look like when somebody pulls up to my front door? And yep. you just start evaluating stuff. So I take good and bad feedback because it only helps the business grow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what do you think separates your business from the rest like like you know some people might want to start a hair extension line but they're like everybody still sells hair extensions Mm -hmm. so what do you think separates transformation beauty studios from everybody else who does what you do the experience for sure because um once you like we have an experience like no other a sisterhood you feel like you belong to a mm-hmm. situation like you just feel like, oh, these are my sisters. I can come here. I can let my hair down. I can vent to them and I won't feel judged. Um, I come in. I feel good from the inside and the out. And like these are like good people in this the experience. And we make sure that we train our stylists to know how to treat your customer and, and build a relationship with them because that's what's going to keep them coming back. It's not the I mean, the hair and the prices pay a play a big part but your uh experience that you provide your your customers outweighs everything so for sure the experience absolutely i agree so have you had to make any shifts i know you guys started off in in, uh, 2015 and you know with 2020 a lot of people have had to pivot in their businesses how has this Mm -hmm. affected transformation beauty and what pivots have you had to make um it definitely grew us it made us look at our business on a different scale. It made us think about other avenues to make sure that we keep our business profitable. Um, so what it did the most was it just added another notch to our business skills. Yep. We really, really, really pushed our online platform like never before um, mm-hmm. because we wanted to make sure that we are still providing a service to our clients and keeping them safe at the same time. So you would think like, hey, what can you really do if your clients come into you to get their hair done? Well, you know, we came out with our ready to wear wigs line where we would style the wig for you. It's already colored, cut, curled. It's ready for you. We're delivering it to you. All you have to do is put it on your head. And I know everybody doesn't wear um, wigs, but what we did was we created some content like, hey, it's really easy to do. Yep. I'm even wearing it. I'm at home. Like I did it myself. Like I'm just I'm not that great at doing my own hair. So I just showed a video. Mm-hmm. Hey, I can do it myself. Like it is. If really I can easy. do it, you the can wig do it. <laughs> and look, it's just it's two steps. It's super easy. So you just have to um, educate your client. And also mm-hmm. show them how easy and convenient some things are when you make a change. So it sounds like you guys 
uh, took advantage of the opportunity and, and have seen growth during this time. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That is great. So I also see that you all offer like other services, like you have like a uh, you do workout videos? Is that correct? <laughs> like workout videos? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. tell us. That's, about um, that. We're uh, actually, the workout videos is um, showing how you can work out using our tummy transformer, which is um, like a workout uh, waist trainer. Um, and then we also sell an actual waist trainer. It's called the waist transformer. And you don't necessarily have to work out with that one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a it's a little bit more um gives you a little bit more compression than the tummy transformer. But that was another thing that we decided to come out with during the pandemic yeah. because a lot of people were sitting at home eating junk food and you know, <laughs> people were sad, you know, you you start getting that that, that depressed weight. And right. this is a way for you guys to, you know, lose weight and and still your stay, waist. you know, looking good. Yeah, you know, shrink your waist while you're sitting um, at home. Another thing that you may have seen was the um, workout video for my book, um, oh, yeah. How to Transfer Your Life into a Healthier Lifestyle Guide. And it's just basically, so our biggest, our motto is transformation is a lifestyle. Yeah. So we not only want to talk about beautifying yourself with makeup and hair but we also offer body services non-invasive body services for um, women who may work out all the time but can't get rid of that little extra uh, pouch at the lower belly we can help um, reduce that Um, also for women who want to plump their bottom but don't want to have surgery we also um, offer our alternative for that, which is the vacuum butt therapy. And then the reason why we decided to, um, why I decided to push out the book was because I decided that I wanted to take a journey to transform my um, health and just get on a healthy track. And I applied three different stages and it worked out for me. And I gave those tips to my friends and it's working out for them. And it's just became like a trend. Like they're mm-hmm. still posting their food, them working out, their body. And it's just like, you know how the, you got the new thing now, how it started, how it was going. Mm-hmm. So that was um, in reference to that. And it's just... I was like, hey, let's just let me just share this. Let me write this book because I really felt like I accomplished something really great because um, at one point I kind of struggled with my weight and the fact that I got it down to a significant, um, I'd lost a significant amount of weight and got to my goal. I felt really good about it. So um, that's why we incorporated it in our business because our business is us and that's our life. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yep. And I, I think it's great because it's not only focusing on the outside, the exterior, but the interior. And Absolutely. really helping helping women with, with, with total beauty from the inside out. So I think that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So how has it like how has that been working for you guys? You know, you you had the extension line, you did mm-hmm. the ready to wear wigs. Now you've added like waist trainers and mm-hmm. some, you know, and that you have the book and everything. Uh, was it like a struggle for you incorporating these things or how has it worked? Has it been accepted by your clients and your uh, audience and everything? It yeah, it has been accepted. Yeah. And the crazy part about it. I was already wearing the waist transformer before we put it out. And I would literally just walk around the salon and they were like, wait, 
does that have your logo on it? Do you have, I said, yep, it's coming out. And they just like, okay. You know, like I'm, I was already kind of putting it in their face without them even really knowing. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, we kind of already knew. But when the pandemic happened, it was just like, you don't have a choice, but to go ahead and put this out. This is the perfect time and everything happens yeah. for a reason. And yeah, it was a crazy, like this year has been crazy for a lot of people, but it's still the year of clear vision, all kind of stuff transpired for us to do better in life. Yeah. So yeah. And it I worked think out the biggest thing is what, back to your question earlier, what mm-hmm. um, separates you from other salons is like I said, we believe that transformation is a lifestyle. So if we use that as our motto, we definitely want to show how we are living, how we're doing yeah. things. Our clients see us work out all the time. So it was very easy for us to push out a yep. um, waist trainer and a tummy transformer and a health guidebook because they see us do it. It's not something that we just say, oh, let me just try to make some money and put this out. No, it's actually a part of our life. We actually wear the stuff that we sell from the hair to the waist trainers. I followed all the steps in my book. My friends followed it. My family followed it. It's actually been proven. And um, we are big on making sure that we test out things before we push it out to our clients because we want them to have the best of the best um, from us. Yep. Great, great. I think that's great. So what has been the biggest lesson that you ladies learned so far on your entrepreneurial journey? Um, I would say say to stay focused and no matter how hard it gets, just keep going because if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Yeah. So it's some nights you you don't get as much sleep, but it's okay because you're Mm -hmm. trying to make something you, you, you know, you building something for a legacy or well, for us, that's what we doing, but you know, you, you don't, you know, you want to, you want to all this work you put in, you want to make sure that it's for something. Like for me, I got two kids. I want to make sure I leave them something, you know, mm-hmm. I want to leave my mark. So yeah. Yeah. Make sure you stay in focus and no matter what, just keep going. Yeah. And just know that like, um, for us, I know that we talk a little, we talk a lot about how the business means to us personally, but we still know that this is a business and you still have to, Make sure you are handling your business. Make sure mm-hmm. you are um, looking at all your contracts. Make sure you're looking at your finances. Make sure you're hiring the right people because they do represent your business. So the biggest thing I can say is like when it's something that you love personally as much as you do um, anything else in your life, like your family, you still have to make sure you are keeping your business cap on at all times because sometimes you can. Um, get blindsided and forget like, Hey, I know this person personally, I'll just do this for them. No, you have to always stick to the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's some good. That's advice the biggest advice I can tell people. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's some good advice. That's some good advice. Yeah. Definitely. I would definitely agree with that. So I know you guys, you know, are planning on leaving a legacy. So Clearly, you're working on more things. What is like the plan for Transformation Beauty? Like, are you planning on expanding more, adding mm-hmm. more things? Like, what, mm-hmm. what's in the works? Of course, we are looking to expand. Yeah, we look to expand. One of the biggest things that we plan on doing with Transformations is having a Transformations Beauty School. And like we said, how we 
you know, train our uh, staff on how important it is to treat your customers and, you know, how to create that client uh, style is relationship. That's what we want to make sure that we're teaching uh, our students that, you know, our future mm-hmm. students on how to do that, because you really don't learn that in hair school. You're learning how to pass state board, but they're, they're not teaching you the mm-hmm. part about how to get a returning client or how to make sure that you always have someone in your chair, because just a good time will always get you a referral. And one exactly. referral turned to 10 and so on and so forth. So it's about the experience. Like I said, it's just making sure that we're teaching these, you know, women or men how to treat their customers and just the business side of it. Cause mm-hmm. you don't learn how to run a successful salon and hair school. You just, you like I said, just learn how to pass state board. So that's something that we're going to do. And that's what's most definitely going to separate us from a lot of hair schools. So we ready. And that's like the future goal. <laughs> Hopefully it's uh, sooner than, than uh, later. So I'm really excited about that part. Great. You know, Derica, you're all in my wheelhouse with that because that's part of the reason why I do what I do is because oftentimes in our industry, um, especially with African-Americans, because they really don't teach our hair like that either. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? They don't. So they teach you enough to pass state boards, but then what do you do? Like, how do you uh, start a business? How do you get clients? Um, mm-hmm. Like even letting people know how to figure out what direction you should go in and even yep. customer service or retain client retention, things like that. Yep. So I think that's great that you, you know, plan on teaching that. And I think it's very, you know, it's needed. It's, it's needed for sure mm-hmm. it because is. it's not taught in schools. And that's why I focus on the business side of beauty and really educating on that because Oftentimes I see it where there's so much potential in the uh, in the black beauty community, but, you know, we're not really living up to it because we lack the knowledge of how to run a business or how to yep. be professional or how to have proper customer service or how to even mm-hmm. attract clients or even just doing some of the things that you guys were talking about earlier, like surveying the clients and trying to figure out what the client want and what they like about you and what you could do better to improve. And yeah, so exactly. not and some people don't even understand those things. And so if we could teach those things about, like you said, client retention and all of that, I think it would take a lot of us a, a long, far farther along than what we have come. And some people learn it later. You Maybe you take another train or you go through another process. But I think that's something that should be taught from the school level. Exactly. Yes. Great. So I, I definitely think, agree. Yeah, so I think that's definitely awesome. And I can tell you guys are definitely savvy. So I know you're going to do it. So I can't wait to hear about <laughs> your beauty school. Yes. You got to come back on the podcast when you get the beauty school going. Yes. yes. <laughs> Thank you. True. You're welcome. So, so it's been so great having you. So uh, since you specialize in extensions, give us some tips on like how to take care of it. Because like you said, everybody's not, you know, into wigs, or I think a lot of times people just don't know how to properly take care yeah. of their yeah. extensions. So give some, um, let's just give some hair tips. So for me, um, a lot of my wigs, I take them um, on and off. Um, a lot of people don't know how to properly brush the wigs. Um, you can cause a lot of damage if you brush it improperly, or, you know, you may get unnecessary tangling because it just, not being brushed properly. So you always comb your hair or brush your wigs from the ends to the root. Um, if you 
do take your wigs off, make sure you put it on some kind of mannequin stand or hang it up some kind of way to keep it from just laying around and getting the, Tangling. you know, the strands all tangled. Um, make sure you shampoo your wigs just because it's a wig doesn't mean that it doesn't have to be shampooed like you would do your regular hair. So it's still extensions and, um, make sure you condition your wigs. And sometimes, you know, you have to give your wigs a little deep condition like you do your natural hair because it's still hair. So those are some tips from me. <laughs> what about you, Erica? Um, I would say for all the women that maybe have sew-ins and they go to the gym, the biggest thing is to please make sure you tie down your hair mm-hmm. and that you um, secure it um, in a ponytail. I know a lot of us like look cute when we go to the gym, have our hair down with our headband so we can look cute for the guys. But um, you only tangle your hair when you do that because you're laying on a mat. You're moving side to side. That's you're doing your crunches up and down. Your hair going up and down and flapping around. You're just tangling it up. So I would say tie it down, put it in a um, ponytail. For me, I like to plait mine into a braid so that it really doesn't move around at all. Um, but those are my tips uh, for the women that get the sew-ins and they like to work out. Um, if you yep. do have a sew-in and you don't work out, but you're just going to bed like you do every night, Please make sure for me, I like to tie my hair down and put a bunion on it mm-hmm. because I am serious about my extensions. I want them <laughs> to last because they will yes. if you properly take care of them. So wear a bonnet and a scarf to secure um, your hair. Yep. Some great tips. So I got that that uh, leads to a question. So do you um, and I know this is for Derek because you're the hairstylist. Do you educate your clients on how to take care of their extensions? Yes, yes. I always let my clients know that make sure you tie your head, um, head, um, your hair down with a head wrap. And if you don't know what type of head wrap to get, we do uh, sell them. We do offer them for you. Um, make sure you put on a bunny as well, because not only do you need to make sure that your edges are intact and that your closure stays in place, you got to make sure that the actual hair extension themselves stay looking nice and shiny and silky. And in order to do that, you would need to put your hair in the silk bunny. So yes, I do let them know. Awesome. Awesome. So both of you can answer this, but how do you define success? A situation, if you can leave behind um, a legacy for your family, um, and if you can financially get yourself in a place that you need to be um, to be able to move around freely um, as it relates to finances mm-hmm. and being able to educate other family members on how to be successful in a business, just being able to educate each other yeah. anyway, any type of form, any type of fashion, financially, um, anything if you can pass on your secret sauces to benefit others that are in your circle, your friends, your family, um, associates, yeah. anybody is success for me because the biggest thing is that we need to be able to help each other. And that's yeah. a form of success. So that's yeah. how I feel about it. I agree. I feel like success. my, I, you know, rate my success on the people around me and, and how, you know, if, you know, if you are, around like people is around you they're gonna go off with you like for me I'm like the biggest role model to me in the salon because 
when people come in there and they're trying to work there, they are looking at me and how I function and what I'm doing with my clients. So it's just, I can only pass it on to you. And if you follow behind in those footsteps, you should be able to be able to do the same things that I'm doing. So it's most definitely like educating people and making sure that you're able to pass on something. So yes, I agree with you, sis. That is how I would, you know, rate my success or, you know, I, I think I think that's great because oftentimes people don't want to share, especially the beauty yeah. industry is very hush hush. They don't want to tell you how they got to where mm-hmm. they are. They don't want to give you any information. And I love that you want to, you know, be able to share with your family and empower your family and empower other people that work under you and educate them and help them come up as well. Yeah. So I think I think that is awesome. Hey, that is Thank awesome. You. So what's either your favorite book or book you're currently reading right now? Oh, my favorite me. book is How to Transform <laughs> Your Life into a Healthier Lifestyle Guide. <laughs> okay. Shameless <laughs> plug, shameless plug. <laughs> I know this is going to sound crazy, but like, well, it's not going to sound crazy, but like, I always, when I'm so confused on stuff in my life, like I literally, for real, go and read the Bible because I don't know. It just, it just helped me guide my life. And I know, I, I I don't know everybody's, well, I know your religion, Erica, but you know, I just don't like to try to impose a religion on people, but I just really, I'm a firm believer in God. And that's just like my number one thing. Like whenever Mm -hmm. I feel lost, I'm reading like the Bible or some kind of affirmation book or something, something with God is in, that will help lead me to wherever I got to go. So that would be my favorite book, the Bible. Great, great. Well, ladies, it's been absolutely a pleasure having you on a podcast. Thank you so much. Can you tell everybody how they can find you online and connect with you? Yes, you can find us at um, on Instagram at Transformations Beauty Studio. Um, our website is transformationsbeautystudio.com and my um, personal email is transformed by Derica and Erica's is Erica first and the body transformer studio. That's our Instagram handles. Oh yeah. Instagram. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, everything will be in the show notes. I'll make sure all that's listed in the show notes so people can connect with you there. So do you guys have anything else you want to share with us before we go? Um, happy holidays. Happy holidays. (laughs) Thank you. Happy holidays to you. So this has been awesome. Thank you so much, ladies. So Derricka and Erica Trailer, make sure you check them out at Transformation Beauty Studios. They're doing some awesome things. And as always, stay great. And we're out. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Business Beauty Network podcast. Please subscribe and support our podcast. Please share it. Share it with your friends and family. Also, connect with us. We want to hear from you. Leave us comments. Let us know what you're enjoying about the podcast. Also, email us at bbnetworkpodcast at gmail.com. You can also connect with me on Instagram at I am Brandy Taylor and at Exquisite Looks. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at Exquisite Looks. And you can check out my website at exquisitelooks.com. I really hope to hear from you and connect with you soon. Remember that all things are possible if you only believe. Stay great.